Welcome to episode number seven of the local Lloydown. What are you laughing at? My name is Zach Bischoff, and I am, I am as always, joined by Danny Shanowitzer. Zach, uh, it's, just a, it's a great day, man. How, how are you doing on this uh, great um, Sunday night, man? Yes, I'm doing great. Thank you, Danny. I am, I am wearing a lot of hats, if you can see here. That's why I, that's, I know. I, I really I like that you're spicing up, Zach. Yeah, I think that's what we, we we all needed that. We all needed that, man. Did did the listeners and, and viewers really need that? Um, I, I think so, Zach. But I'm, I'm, I'm not usually a hat guy, but, but today you have hats. All right. Um, <laughs> oh my god, we're professional, aren't we? All right, today it's going to be a very very brief program here. So we have the Women's World Cup, and we also have. Uh, college football um, realignments and some, some major schools moving conferences here but first but first with some breaking news just in just into the studio here at the local lowdown uh so the penguins uh today acquired uh defenseman eric carlson from the san jose sharks i have the uh graphic for you as i bring it up here there it is as you can see danny please uh please read off the uh Read off the read off the uh, the uh, return here for the Penguins and everything. For sure, Zach. Um, as, as you mentioned, man, the uh, the Penguins finally landed um, Eric Carlson along with um, a, a couple prospects um, from in a, in a three team trade, as well as a uh, 2026 third round draft pick. So. I, for one, Zach, I know we're, you know, this is kind of a preview as to our, our next episode here, but I, I was super that excited. That was my line. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Would sorry. proceed. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, the Penguins really got um, a quality defenseman, an established veteran in Eric Carlson, and I'm just super excited to see how he contributes in the upcoming season here, man. All right, and uh, that off screen. There we go. All right. Uh, so, Danny, just your thoughts as you, you, you briefly alluded to. Um, you, I've seen online people think that this could easily turn uh, the Pens into a contender this year. Danny, your thoughts on that? Yeah, Zach. I, I definitely, definitely agree with those sentiments from, from a lot of people, you know, around the National Hockey League, but more specifically in Pittsburgh. Just because Eric Carlson – you know, adds a veteran presence, right? You know, and, and you know, um, Eric Carlson can kind of carry the uh, the load um, and, and just really contribute and kind of become that fourth team leader, if you will, behind uh, Crosby, Malkin, and, and Latang. So that, that's what I'm super excited to, to, to see here, Zach. And it, uh, people are really, really praising uh, now – well, formerly in his role as the uh, hockey operations uh, person, uh, but now general manager Kyle Dubas. Uh, there was a speaking. With, there was a whole bunch of different promotions, including Kyle Dubas officially being named the general manager. That's he was kind of playing that he was he was wearing that hat um, initially, but now that is his official role with the team. 
But I, and I think this is a really big move, and I, I really, really like it because you know, it, because as as mentioned, you know, all of our bad players, except for one of them, Jeff Carter, um, for their for one really, really good player, so I think really undid all of what Ron Hextall, um, all of Ron Hextall's moves, and I really do like the trade. All right, now. Back to regularly scheduled pod, uh, podcast uh, programming. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, United States women's national team wrapping up their run uh, this morning in the semifinal of the, or I'm sorry, not semifinal, the round of 16, excuse me, of the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. The U.S. women uh, played to a scoreless, uh, played a scoreless uh, regulation, uh, regulation period there. And then they lost second week. They lost uh, five to four on penalties. Danny, just your thoughts on the game, and also what is next for, or what the U.S. can take from this as they look to uh, move forward. Yeah, Zach. Um, you know, as soon as the uh, the game ended, I um, te- texted you and, and said, you know, we we got we got to do a podcast. Um, no, that was my idea, by the way. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to steer your thunder. Anyway, we we were in touch, you know, right after right after that that game because there is so much to unpack here. Um, and I I really you know can't finger can't put my finger on um the the uh, right way to kind of start and dive in because you know over the course of 120 minutes plus penalty kicks, there's a lot to lot to unpack. Overall, Jack. I definitely thought that it was the uh, U.S.'s best game um, of the tournament. Um, and I just think the reason for that was the tactical switch. Um, playing a 4-2-3-1, four, four, I think th- that really, really helped having that um, that extra midfielder give it, giving some support to, to the midfield. I think, I mean, Andy Sullivan and Emily Sonnet for um, – just we're we're standout performers, Zach. Um, that 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 whole game, and I think that the story of this World Cup is is going to be what if we capitalized on our chances, Zach? Because all the credit in the world goes to Sweden's uh, goalkeeper, um, because she made eleven saves, some of which were spectacular, right? Um, she did a heck of a job when called upon. Um, but, I mean, overall, though, Zach, uh, I, I'm disappointed, man, because, you know, th- this felt like a game that the United States definitely played well enough to win. And obviously, when you get the penalty kicks, it's no longer who who was better in the run of play. It's who has a better day in terms of penalty kicks. And, and, and that was Sweden. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's disappointing, man. And it's uncharted territory for, for the, for the U S here, you know, coming, this is the first time that they have not made it to the semifinal, um, of a world cup since, since the, since they started playing in the world cup. So I'm just, um, I mean, it it is disappointing. Um, but yeah, Jack, what, do you have any initial initial thoughts before we kind of dive into the future um, future predictions, if you will? First of all, it's my it's my decision what we dive into, but um, I'm joking. 
But yeah, <laughs> he's acting like he's the host over there. I know it's on me, Zach. That's on me, man. Yes, All right. Um, yes, but I, I do think yeah, this, this is a disappointing um, uh, loss for sure. I think the U.S. this was as Jason was very winnable, and I think even in even looking specifically at the first fifteen minutes, I was surprised that you know the game was as even as it was, given that the U.S. had previously only scored. Or I'm sorry. Uh, what what happened in Portugal that did they, they lose? I don't remember. What happened? <laughs> no, so they tied they tied Portugal. They tie, yeah, they tied Portugal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, and after the team really did not look good in in the last two in the last two uh, group matches there, so I was really pleasantly surprised, but surprised nonetheless, of uh, just how even the game was. And yes, I do agree that the uh, Swedish goalkeeper did make some uh, good stops, but um, in the end, the U.S. Uh, at, at the end of the game, the um, the uh, last penalty kick there was uh, it just uh, about a millimeter over the goal line, so that was as close as you could get. Um, I, and I kind of thought it was saved, and then you know I learned something new this morning was that they could the, the VAR could look at uh look at things like that in a penalty shootout. I've never seen them intervene uh, in that way, and in, in certainly in a way where it uh, mattered the most. But I, I do think, once again, this was the U.S.'s best game. Yeah. I, do, I do think that this is a sad way for, and a follow-up question, uh, for Megan Rapinoe and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, just Megan Rapinoe, uh, her final game as a um, player for the U.S. Women's National Team. Danny just drew your thoughts on the legendary career of uh, Megan Rapinoe? Yeah, for sure, Zach. Um, Megan Rapinoe obviously did a did a ton for um, for for women's soccer, and she was the um, as you said the the one that explicitly said that this would be her last World Cup. So you know, with her missing the the penalty kick, that's a I mean, that's really not a uh, a fun way to go out and. Um, just she really did a, a ton for the um, just for the U.S. Women's National Team program as a whole, you know. And, and you look at veterans um, like Julie Ertz, and um, you know, it, it, they built Kelly O'Hara as well. They built what the uh, U.S. Women's National Team is, and you know, them kind of on the back end of the, their careers, you know, it's just hard um, because. Part of the magic, I feel like, Zach, of the World Cup is that it's every four years, but it's also, you know, four four years from now will be the will be the next World Cup. So a lot can happen in, in four years. Um, as far as um, um, what's next for the women's national team, and I'm I'm super intrigued to kind of hear hear your thoughts, Zach. I think that um, that um, as far as the, the players, I, I mean, I really think that um, Sophia Smith and um, Naomi Gurma um, were the two kind of young stars of this tournament run. And I think, you know, for the, the U.S. to be to be successful, they got to continue to develop at a high level. Um, so I think, you know, just keep, you know, for the young talent, the, the all the young players on the team, for them to keep developing – that's obviously what what um, what uh, 
we we're gonna you know um we should expect to see um but as far as um you know the the uh job security of, of Ladko and Anowski, Zach I I am I really don't know what is going to happen in that regard just because he was really um just the 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 opinion of him has not been positive from the get-go of this World Cup. So do you have any do you have any thoughts on that, man? Uh not that specifically, but um it I I have not uh be curious to uh, after we get off here, what uh, what what you, you specifically mean by that? But um, yeah, I really don't have any thoughts on that specifically, so we will just awkwardly move on. All right, uh, I apologize for that. All right, um, so next and our final topic of discussion here uh, this evening is the major, major, major realignment of uh, college football, and more specifically, some teams, some big teams, moving to the the moving uh, conferences to Dina just you have a, a my understanding is you have a list of teams that are moving conferences. Yeah, for sure, Zach. Um, you know, Friday was really the um the big the big day with uh the the, the um rapid decline of the Pac twelve as as a lot of people are saying. But you know, I we talked about this, I believe it was last summer when you know when um the idea of um super conferences came about and with NIL Zach and everything that comes along with that college athletics are more, um, you know, there's more shifting and, and more um, money involved in there than there ever has been Zach. Um, and, you know, as far as the, the uh, teams that are uh, and schools that are, that are moving, um, to the to the Big Ten is going to be um, Oregon and Washington are the the two new additions. But also you think about a couple months ago, UCLA and USC also joined um, the Big Ten, and then a huge um, huge day for the the Big Twelve um, in, in the fact that Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado are also leaving the the Pac-12, but for the big the Big 12 instead of the Big 10. Zach, this is, again, uncharted territory for college athletics, right? You know, the Big 10 is now the Big 18 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that is just – I mean, I guess, you know, I, I, I don't – you can't really know where how everything is going to pan out until it – um, does pan out, and my understanding is that the specific um, um, merging of, of the conferences that, that um, takes place will not take effect until um, at least the 2024 season. So I'm super intrigued to kind of see how everything um, ends up ends up working because Zach, you also got to factor in right um, 2023, this upcoming college football season is the first season where, you know, they're going to debut um, the 12 teams in the in the college football playoff as opposed to four, right? Um, and that that was supposed to be the big thing for college football. But now, you know, we got, we got um, just schools merging. It seems like every every month a new school, you know, decides to decides to join join forces. Zach, the biggest 
The biggest concern I have, man, is just the location, right? E like, I believe from Oregon or something, the closest, um, you know, state on or school on the East Coast is still like a, at least like a five-hour flight in Nebraska. I mean, that is just in terms of the logistics, it that is that's going to be the biggest challenge, Zach. Because how are you going to expect the team that's you know plays on the West Coast to to you know all of a sudden pack their bags half half the year and and go play on on the East Coast? I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. Not to mention, Zach, that um it's just it's going to be so hard to to um you know um create distance and create um separation and the fact that there are so many teams in in, in um all, all these conferences now I think those are those are the biggest thing and you also got to factor in like um TV and time zones and everything like that so this is uncharted territory Zach and it I mean I honestly I mean I'm excited to watch because like we have never you know known something quite as drastic as this in in college in college sports in general like and i'm just i mean i am super super intrigued to see how first off how the 12 team playoff pans out um this upcoming year but how you know how the format may may change may stay the same and just where we go from here as college football in general and how fans are you know just how fans will react mm. Yeah, I think, uh, and also hello to our uh, single viewer uh, watching out there. You know who you are, so thank you for watching. Uh, we are not going to say your name for uh, safety reasons, but um, you know who you are. Uh, thank you very much for your uh, support. Anyway, yeah, I think um, that uh, this is going to eventually lead, now uh, this is going to eventually lead to, it's almost forcing the idea of a super conference to, yeah. or super conferences to occur. Um, I mean, it's just the, it's going to be a logistical nightmare, but, you know, hey, the NCAA, they'll figure it out. Uh, but it, yeah. it is going to be intriguing to watch to some of the, to some of the more diverse matchups you get with some of these, with some of these teams. It'll be very interesting to see uh, that. And also, like Danny mentioned, the 12 team uh, CFP. So that, that will be interesting. A lot more underdog teams is my, my prediction in there. Yeah. And I, Zach, I think, you know, Honestly, I think for the for the smaller schools in these conferences, you can't lose, right? Because you're getting so much more exposure than you would. My question, my my, you know, worry in a sense is: Are you gonna like because you, you have to, you know, contend with the big dogs? Are you kind of just gonna gonna um, really not not develop into? Um, the powerhouse that, that you want to be when joining this league, you know, are we going to see like the the um, skill, like the difference in in recruiting and and um, size of the school? Is that I mean that that's probably going to play a big big factor, don't you think? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it will. Um, it, it, I guess it will it'll just be interesting to see how everything pans out. Uh, it's good to see like anything un uncharted territory. So. It will be interesting to see uh, when all of this does eventually take place and take shape, and we will just see how everything turns out. All right, next, 
on the next episode of the Local Lowdown Podcast, we are going to delve deeper into the Eric, Eric Carlson trade that occurred today, and we will also, well, that's pretty much all that we have confirmed as far as uh, topics go for now, but that will be, yeah, that will air in a couple weeks from today. I, I will be leaving town for the weekend, so for in a couple weekends, so I will be pre-recording that episode, and we will be airing it as a YouTube premiere over here on YouTube. And over on audio uh, platforms, Danny, any final thoughts before we wrap up this short, this short and sweet program? No, Zach, always, uh, always a pleasure, man. And uh, just appreciate, appreciate everybody watching and listening, man. All right. In that case, he is Danny Shamblitz. I am Zach Bischoff. And it is, it's always an honor to bring you the local lowdown on everything occurring in the world of sports. As I said, he's Danny Shamholzer. I am Zach Bischoff, and we will see you next time right here on the seventh edition of the Local Lowdown Podcast.